Hello, welcome along to a brand new episode of Baffled. It's Nine Facts Tuesday. That'll never catch on, but I'm going to plump away with it. Uh, three facts each. Uh, some are complete nonsense. Others are ones you might actually want to tell other people. Thank you for listening. My name's Dan. Uh, today I've got facts about one of the strange things that you might hear in South America. Also, how long someone has ever spent counting and where lost wedding rings can turn up. Uh, that's on my end. Connor is also here. What have you got for us? So, number one fact. Dan may know about this fact um, with his film history and acting stuff. Uh, something to do with Apple as well as a company and just how absolutely bonkers they actually are. And, you know, one of those facts where when you hear it, you're going to go, of course it did. That's all on the way. I, I mean, I can't wait to have an excuse to talk about my two major motion picture appearances. Uh, it's Mark is here as well. Mark, what have you got for us? Do any of them mention me? Uh, no, none of them mention you. Unless you're having a midlife crisis, then you might relate to one of the facts. Uh, also, when science costs spiral out of control and a really, 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 really long road. So, so, so nothing about Harry Potter 4? No, I'm sorry, mate. Or the film Closer? No. All right, we can see who's going last today. Stick around, it's a brand new episode of Baffled. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Thank you very much for getting in touch, by the way, uh, about our brand new episode, Connor Explains, uh, where Connor explains something to you. Uh, loads of, of very lovely feedback ac- across Instagram at Baffled Pod there and loads of amazing suggestions for things that Connor can explain uh, on the email. Uh, info at baffledpod.com is where you need to hit us up for that one. Um, how are you finding, Connor, the art of being able to, you know, go into detail on one thing, but then to spread yourself quite thin for nine facts on a Tuesday? Yeah, good. I'm, um, I think the Connor Explains has kind of been the, uh, the thing that's made me realise that I needed to put in that little bit more effort with my uh, prep and research for the actual episode that we've been doing. Um, because that extra leg that I put in on Connor Explains, I get some good info. Whereas, you know, when I'm scraping around for facts an hour before we're recording every morning, you know, I probably need to do it the night before. You're finally seeing the benefit of work. Yeah, I mean, this dates way back. I'm 25 now and I didn't do homework at school, let alone researching for the podcast that we host. But anyway, you know, it's all good fun and we're doing very well. And we've got millions of people listening. So what more do we need to be doing, you know? Uh, right, Connor, take it away. All right, so, Dan... You may know about this. We're going to go straight in. Daniel Radcliffe was allergic to his Harry Potter glasses. Did you know that, Dan? I didn't know it from my time on set, but I've heard rumblings about that before. Quite a short, lovely, is it very short, but lovely, but quite a short man is Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah, yeah, quite a short man, yeah. Um, This is actually bonkers, this fact. So please just take the time to appreciate what they've had to do to get around this, right? So uh, he had an allergy to nickel, so that was why the glasses didn't didn't 
obviously agree with him. Um, and they were quickly replaced with hypoallergenic aller- a- specs. Don't know what they are. Um, this absolutely blew my mind. And both being in a world where you understand editing and listeners as well that understand editing, this is crazy, okay? So his glasses on set had no lenses. So for the whole of the film, it had absolutely no lenses because they didn't want it to reflect on what was going on like backstage and, and sort of behind behind uh, behind the camera. Um, but they wanted lenses in it. So there was one man who was designated to, in post-production, edit in lenses throughout every single Harry Potter film. Can you imagine that job, please? Now, now Connor, I'm not in the business on this show almost a year in of critiquing facts, but that's your in line. That's the headline there. It was one man's job to edit in the lenses to every scene with of Harry Potter's glasses. But I don't I don't I don't give a shit about that that Daniel Radcliffe. Although him being allergic to nickel is pretty interesting. How do you develop that allergy? Uh but yeah, I mean the idea that there's some guy that's trained for a good amount at university and art schools and all of that, probably got a few letters after his name. The idea that he sat there hours on end while everyone's having fun out on set, just copy and paste in the same little sphere of glass, I mean, is, is baffling. That's literally would have been his reaction the whole bit. Just... Yeah, well, I've got a vision in my mind. Um, <laughs> I, so I used to work in post-production before I got into the whole presenting thing. And I remember there used to be a, a room of editors. So there, there used to be maybe like 20 or 30 editors that were in this room. It was a massive, great big post-production house and they would get different, different jobs from us being producers and assistant producers. And I remember there was this one producer at work that was a right, right <laughs> No one liked her. She was horrible, horrible jobs, really bossy. And you'd notice when she walked into the editing room, about five or six would get up and all of a sudden need a wee or all of a sudden need to go for lunch because they knew what was coming. I wonder whether there was times with this guy where they'd walk into the editing bit and it'd be, oh, hello, mate. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, we know what's coming. <laughs> We're getting out of here. I, I, I think we've spoken on podcasts before about how filmmakers like Walt Disney would would like layer it up with quite adult jokes and add Easter eggs in. I just, I reckon if you paid quite close attention to Harry Potter's glasses, you might see a a little crude drawing of a cock every now and then. <laughs> Mate, maybe, maybe. I just uh, like. I don't, I don't cope well. I'm definitely, I don't know if you two are the same, but I don't cope. I know Dan definitely isn't, but I don't know about you, Mark. Dan's similar to me in this sense, but like doing something that's the same for a long period of time isn't my bag. I, I, I get bored very easily and very quickly. It's quite tedious. That would drive me absolutely. Like, can you imagine how focused you'd have to be? And like, quite therapeutic, yeah. though. I think, but over the over the course maybe, of eleven years, maybe over the first film or the first scene, but when you come. <laughs> 13, oh, are like, you splitting the last film in two? Really? Really? <laughs> and then he's just, he's just there on set in the background going, you know what? I think we're really good for this scene. I think he should dramatically take off his glasses and leave them off for the rest of the movie. That would be a really good way of doing it. Also as well, also as well, quickly, I'm just imagining as well, like the editors that I worked with were like these guys that were just like proper men, men. And they were like always sitting in the same room and drinking loads of coffee and chatting like always like really like crude things. Can you imagine like <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe again with his little specky glasses that don't agree with him? <laughs> like really like bitching about him. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it becomes his massive superstar. <laughs> he just gets home. His wife just goes, all right, love, how was your day? 
I spent another eight hours putting lenses in his bloody glasses. How do you think my day was? <laughs> it's weird, isn't it, to think a fully grown man's job at one point was to just spend hours every day putting lenses in like a 10-year-old. It's kind of better, though, than like I think in one of the James Bond movies, they had to put a glove on his hand because they just forgot to do it for continuity. I feel like that would be more annoying because it would be just as tedious, but it would have been just because someone made a mistake and you'll be sat there going, putting a bloody glove on because one person couldn't notice. Whereas at least with the glasses, it's like, okay, that was a decision we made. And you kind of go, that's a job. Fair enough. You're paying me just to put the lenses in. But when it's one person who's made a mistake and you're like, and I'm here for seven days putting a bloody glove on a bloody hand. It must be so finickety. Uh, Mark, just very quickly. So Connor mentioned earlier that he worked in a production house, which I don't think I've ever heard before. Uh, What do you think he's telling fibs about? His age? Or did he secretly start working when he was about three years old? Because sometimes it sees... It seems like whatever story we bring up, it was, oh, well, you know, I used to work for dot, 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 dot. Like, what is this? When did the, Was this guy like Oliver Twit? Was this guy the Artful Dodger, like, put out to work when he was three years old? Yeah, he's, it's a lot of years. It's not a lot of years and it's a lot of jobs. It's a lot of experience. That You're kind of like, you know how comedians always have stories for everything. Oh, it reminds me of that funny story when, and then they'll go off on a whole like 10 minute thing. You're the same one. I don't believe you've ever worked a job in your life. Right, actually, fi- well, this, oh, oh, well, I have. This is funny. So basically, I left school, wanted Rumbled. to be a presenter. I would love to have got into radio and doing what I'm doing now. I just had no idea how to do it. So basically spent from 17 to like 22 so what's that, like five years, and I just had loads of jobs. The only job that I had for a long period of time was production, where I worked in post-production, production for like two years. But the three years before that, I mean, I've been an estate agent, I've been in marketing, I've been in, honestly, I, loads of stuff. Were you good at any of them? Clearly not, because he moved between so many in five years. I don't think he could be that good, surely. Well, I never got sacked. Interesting that you thought... In- Interesting that you thought a step on the way to becoming a presenter was to work in marketing and being in a state. No, agent. no, but this is the thing. I, I mean, wasn't obviously. taking steps because I lived in Essex and we all needed the uh, we all needed the expensive items. So I needed to get the job. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. Okay, the longest drivable road in the world is the Pan American Highway. Passes through fourteen countries and is forty eight thousand kilometers in length. Where does it start? Canada? Starts up in Canada. Down through the US? Down through the US. So it does Canada, the US, into Mexico. Then it goes through uh, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama. <laughs> Look and at Connor. Connor's, Connor's some stuff. And then Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Chile, and ends in Argentina. Does it play music, though? Is it one of our favorite, famous, baffled musical roads? Uh, not as far as I'm aware, no. Oh, they've missed a trick there, haven't they? At least by the national anthem every time. Like, I know we're quite early on in the show to kind of nip this one in the bud early doors, but I genuinely don't know what we can do with that. Connor, have you got any ideas what, what we can kind of do with that? Oh, there's a big road somewhere. Yeah, like, it's like going, oh, there's, there's this house with 10 bedrooms. <laughs> I think it's a little bit different to that. I mean, it's interesting to know. thing is, it's interesting to know that there is a road that stretches all the way down uh, the, the, the Americas, um, how how long did you say it was? 14,000 kilometres? Did you know, did you know, though, did you know that there is a road that circles London called the M25? Thanks, mate. Thanks. Never ends. It never ends, that one. 
Mark, you got two more facts to bring yourself back up here, mate. Because at the minute, you're you're down here with that one. You 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 yeah you 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 got to get back up here. Think about the next two and how you're going to enter. They've got to be punchy. You've started at a points deduction, although, <laughs> um, you know there are those people that, like my dad's one of these people who never ever needs to pull off to go to the loo when he's driving. Like, hates a service station, hates everything about them, hates paying loads of money, hates everything. I wonder if there is someone who could drive that whole stretch 48,000 kilometres without needing to stop off for a piss. I reckon those people are out there. There is a dad out there that, that is feeling that, that ain't paying anything. Yeah, and just pulls across the road for a quick 20-minute nap and then it's like, I'm on again. How long... So let's, uh, is there like an average speed that you can do and how long that road is? Like how long is the actual road? How long does it take to get across that road? Whatever you say, 48,000 kilometres. And if what, what do people drive? So about 100 kilometres an hour, you know, maybe on average across that space, you'd get a lot of empty space. So you could probably put the speed down. That's what, 48, that's 4,000. That's it's a lot. What is that? <laughs> It's is a, it 48,000 or is it 4,800? Hang on. I mean, we're, we're going... Uh, I mean, do you want Pythagoras' theorem for this? Right, so that's 480, so that would be... It's about 18 days. It's about three weeks. Yeah, you'd be driving for 400... What about if you divide it by pi? It, it would take you 480 hours, which is Mark, 24 hours a day. Mark, this is what so you do. This is what you do to the podcast. So it's, so, so it's 20 days. So it's, so it's 20 days if you're driving... All day and all night, which you're not. You're probably going to drive, what, eight hours a day? Connor has actually just left. He's got up, he's walked off. Why do we... We, 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 we don't need Dan. Dan, do you know what? Just just make this whole situation... You asked, you asked. No, I did. You asked. I did, yeah. but Dan, make you, this whole situation you get, better. You can't get in a tears by asking a question and then not wanting an answer. Give me a fact about, like, boobs or, I don't know, like, something, you know, that I'm going to enjoy. Um... A uh, question, simple yes or no answer. Mark, do you know where Patagonia is? No. Oh, Connor, do you know where Patagonia is, apart from it being the label on one of your T-shirts? <laughs> no, no, I thought that was just the brand. Right, so Patagonia is generally uh, the region of South Argentina, right? So very, very low. That's where my road ends. Yeah, there you go. I thought as much. Very far away, and it would take you 480 hours to get there if you drove all day. It would, um, it, it, I mean, it's a long way away, Con, right? It's a long way away. In this place... In the middle of Argentina, where there's very little there apart from beef and cattle. You like your steak, don't you, Connor? Keep up. You like your steak. They love their steak over there. It, uh, there is also one of the most spoken languages in Patagonia is Welsh. What? Why? There was a big drive uh, like a number of years ago now, about 160 odd years ago, Um when you say big drive, do you mean they started in Alaska, went through Canada, <laughs> down through Mexico? Right. Okay. No, no, no. We, we have to stop Dan. Yeah, right. We need to nip this in the bud because he's starting to lose the mind. Like, seriously. Right. What we need is we need a, uh, a, a list somewhere of unmentionable things. On it go the longest drive ever. <laughs> and also... The best bit about it was Dan was telling a really good fact and then Mark just comes in, right, my road. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on this list... Is um yeah the road's gonna go on there and I think if we're choosing anything um 
Austin, uh, any mention of uh, that Austin, yeah. Texas has to go. I'm happy to sacrifice Harry Potter in the future, right? I can nip that in the bud. But I think any mention of Austin, Texas immediately gets vetoed. Anyway, about 150, 160 years ago, there was this big drive uh, from uh, the Argentinians kind of luring everyone there. And loads of Welsh people turned up on a clipper called Mimosa. Uh, and they stretched out across Patagonia. They founded this little thriving Welsh community called E. Vladva, which I've probably mispronounced, and it still spoke there today. Uh, pupils can go to a Welsh-Spanish bilingual school, and amazing how it is this. I mean, obviously it's Argentina, so they look pretty, pretty, pretty Latin, um, and they kind of dip in and out of speaking Spanish and then speaking Welsh. Which just is amazing. Yeah. It fascinates me, this. Do you reckon more people speak Welsh there than speak Welsh in actual Wales? Be- people do speak Welsh in Wales, but only when, when like the English are about and they want to piss the, people um, off. The, the, the Welsh accent, it fascinates me. I mean, I don't know if you guys... Oh, it's bloody lovely, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't or, know if you guys have ever listened to, um, to Capital Wales, the, the, the station capital in the UK, but the Welsh version, it, it's hilarious as from someone who's from London and definitely Essex because they have like their their capital stuff and then like this Welsh bit afterwards that is just complete gobbledygook to me and I'm like I didn't yeah, even it's know Welsh, isn't it? yeah, yeah and I didn't know really yeah. until I listened to how it how dare these people speak in their own language I didn't know that they had a completely <laughs> separate Outrageous. separate language how dare they it's, it's, it's on all the road mm. signs and everything there was famously a Welsh road sign which said the thing in English and then underneath it said it in Welsh but what it actually said in Welsh was sorry we're out of office we'll reply on Monday what 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 what's What's your thing this week, Mark, with, with roads? It, it, <laughs> Sometimes you've got to talk about them. Connor, you know, you mentioned uh, the little tagline on the Capital Jingle that was in Welsh. Do you know what that actually said? I think it was something along the lines of, your hit music station. Yeah, my name's Skepta. Let's do it. Something like that. Yeah. You, well, that's what you think. But what it actually said was, the longest road in the world is from Canada right down to the very foot of Wales. It would take you 480 hours Dan, to drive it. Band list, come on. Right, three facts down. Six more to go. We weren't going into a break or anything. I just felt that after what must have been 20 minutes of pretty arduous road chat for you, I would add a little vim and vigor to the podcast. Right, Connor, give you a second fact. Okay, so the power of Apple, the power of the company Apple, this is crazy so apple paid 1.7 million dollars for a plot of land obviously okay now it was a plot of land that they wanted uh it was actually only worth 181 thousand dollars that was what the plot of land was worth um but apple was building a huge data center and this was where the data center was going to go there, there wasn't there was no telling them that it wasn't going to be there uh, it's in the middle of north carolina And they wanted to occupy the area, obviously, but a couple that lived there for 34 years, they were having none of it. They were having none of it until Apple knocked on their door and went, we'll give you 1.7 mil. All right, then no problem. We'll be gone tomorrow. The power of Apple. Why did it have to be there? Why did it have to be there? I don't know. I think I'd put it down to two things when I was looking into why it was there. I think, number one, good good area that they wanted to have for whatever reason. It's like having an office in London, isn't it? I assume. Good views. Good um, views. And I don't know if it had something to do with the fact that it was a data centre. I don't know if you have to be specific on where you position that. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, $181,700 was the price that the agent gave them on that plot of land. The couple were like, no, 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 we ain't going. 
So Apple decided to just go ridiculous with $1.7 million. And yeah, you can imagine that they probably went, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be gone by the morning. I've been to North Carolina and a lovely place it is. But whilst I was there, it didn't smell to me of like this incredibly wealthy part of the world. Like there were some rich people as there are everywhere, but you know, it's not, it's not new. It's not Silicon Valley, for instance. So that is a load of money. Um, I just don't know why it had to be there. I, I just, I, th- I think as well, like it, it, with things like this, when you read it, it makes you realize, doesn't it? Like these companies are just so powerful, you know, like having the ability, $1.7 million to them is nothing, you know, nothing at all. But just being able to be like, no, 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 we want it. What is it, $180,000? Yeah, we'll just give them 1.7 mil. They'll be gone in no time. So a life-changing amount of money that they can just do because they want to be there. It's, it's, it's just incredible. So I wonder if there's also a bit of it where it's, you know, if they've got a whiff that that's Apple who are going to buy their place, you're not selling at the first offer, are you? It's like we were talking about Sylvester Sloan's dog the other week, wasn't it? Like, you're not going to sell it back for the same cost knowing that he's worth a lot of money now. You absolutely wait for that higher offer to come in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can imagine this couple's face. Can you imagine him sitting down as well at like the evening or whatever and be like with their cup of teas and be like, oh, tell you what, we have had Apple White over there, haven't we? $181,000. They're paying 1.7 mil, dickheads. It leads to my favourite car journey. Oh, um, so if you do ever find yourself on the longest road, I mean, this would pass the time. What is going uh, on here? Everyone no, has no, 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 no. What is happening here? This has to stop. There needs to be no more mention of it. It was a fact let's move on it reminds me of my favorite ever car game which you could uh, play on the longest road ever uh, everyone's got a price for something so um connor if you were going to spend i don't know one year of your life in prison how much money would you have to be paid like like realistically not not like a random thing of 70 million pounds accurately how much money would it take for you to spend one year of your life in prison and then obviously always have that on your record okay well bearing in mind i've pretty much already kind of experienced that with this year of covid i'll get an idea as to what it could be like it's not too bad it could be worse one year goes quite quickly i would i would take a million a million pound and do it but also mate bear in mind that you haven't spent this year with your hand holding someone's pocket so yes you've been in isolation with covid but it's a little bit different yeah, well, it's quite yeah. a lot of money as well. It's quite a lot of money, a million, because you've got to think, well, that's way more than an average salary. So you are you are getting paid quite a lot for that. Yeah, but also as well, they, they don't know, you know, I, I come at a premium as as the both of you. We host this podcast. You know, the average person might get 500,000. We're, we're worth a million. You know, they understand who we are. So that's what I would want. My- Mark, one for you. How much would it cost you to eat a dolphin? Like some of it or all of it? No, the whole dolphin. In one sitting? Uh, you can spread it out over like a over a week. I just want to know oh, how so, much so really, money value the, the life of a so dolphin. really, I'm getting free food for a week, so it doesn't need to be that much. It's live though. It's, it's live. You can't, you can't cook it. Well, I mean, it's not live once you've had a first bit of it, is it? So what are you going for? <laughs> Ten grand. There you go. Um, I don't endorse that, by the way. I'm a vegetarian, just in case you're getting very angry about what? it. Right, I enjoyed that, Mark. What, what, uh, was was something consumed by you two before this episode <laughs> recording today? Because I'm a little bit confused God what's knows. going on here. We're, we're 50 episodes deep, and this is honestly the most nonsense chat. We're having a talk about how much Mark would get paid to eat a live dolphin, and he's actually answering with, you know, he's like, well, it would, would it, would it? and then Mark's there like, well, it would, it would be live after the first bite, wouldn't it? <laughs> 
This, but that's the point. Look, listen, if you're ever on a long, I promise you, if you're ever on a long car journey, play this game and you can chuck everything and you have to play it seriously. You can't cop out. Uh, look, like Mark gave an actual figure there. 10 grand. That's a, that's a good answer for that. It's time for my second fact. I know we've kind of spoken about this in the past, but I wanted to actually find out um, the longest amount anyone has spent counting up to, the highest number anyone has counted up to. Um, I'm I'm reluctant to answer, to ask you this rather, because your answers tend to, you know, ruin it. But Mark, what do you reckon the longest, the highest amount anyone has counted up to? I I don't, I, I, I honestly don't care. No, I know, but then again, you did bring fucking longest road to the table. And no one ever gives a shit yeah, about that, so uh, we can we can plow on. Uh, uh, in one sitting, four thousand seven hundred eighty-five. Okay, uh, Connor. Okay, so bearing in mind research, uh, Mr. Beast, the YouTuber, sat on a YouTube video, and I think he counted to a hundred thousand um, for a YouTube video. I think that took him like a day, maybe. So. I'm gonna go like a hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, one million. You you've got to be proper bored. A guy called Jeremy Harper, a software engineer. He read numbers aloud off a computer screen for eighty nine days. He read for sixteen hours a day without taking a day off, without leaving his apartment, without even shaving. Uh, when you do these Guinness World Records, you're allowed to build up time for these continuous challenges. So I imagine he banked it all up so he could have eight hours of sleep a day. Uh, still read continuously for 16 hours. Uh, it took him 89 days to count to one million. So that's almost three months of continuous counting. What are you doing with your life? Imagine sitting there for 16 hours a day, seven days a week, four weeks a month, three months. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15. And the thing well, is, if you're in lockdown, you ain't got much else to do. But if there's a life going on outside... We are all in the Guinness World Record book, all three of us. We've all got Guinness World Records for doing the most ridiculous shit. What is he getting that is better than us? It ain't, it ain't worth that, I know. Yeah, it ain't but worth what's that. he getting? I've got, I've got the plaque. You've got the plaque. Mark's got the plaque. Got two plaques. We've got the... In the book. We're in the book. I've got the book. We've got it... Oh, there we go. Look, such a Mark answer. Got two plaques. Anyway... So we're all in the book. What is he getting for the million counting thing that gives him any more than what us three knobs have got? Seriously. He celebrated by breaking into the chicken dance for all viewers to see. He ended up, he did it for charity, to be fair. He raised about $12,000. So are you slagging off charity, Connor? No, I just, I think I need to just like... He didn't even raise a pound per number. I just need to retune my brain and, and, and try and, you know... Am I dreaming right now? Like, is this whole episode recording, like, just a dream? Or is this actually real? Because I can't believe that this is... He, 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 sorry, he what? How did he end? He celebrated because I think people were watching him on a live stream and he um, celebrated by breaking into the chicken dance. Got a video over here, actually. Let me just watch it. That's the chicken dance. And to be fair to him, so I don't want to make any... Uh, like sweeping generalizations about people. I'm sure he's a lovely dude. He's definitely, he does definitely, look like definitely a virgin, hundred <laughs> percent. He he does look like he is one of those uh, people who are planning for the future apocalypse and are currently like stowed away in a basement somewhere, surrounded by cans. Like he does look like that. But it's pretty cool. Like imagine just dedicating and uh, cool. Imagine dedicating three months of your life to just count. You know, I, I if and also what I really admire 
and this is what you don't have, Connor, because you've had like 50,000 jobs in three years, is um, I admire his perseverance. He's, he's, he's made a choice and he's stuck with it. I admire that, even if it is counting. The only way I'm on board with this is if he did it like the count off of Sesame Street for the whole thing. One, uh, 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 uh. two. Uh, if you did that for the whole thing, I'm on board. I'd give him some money. Otherwise, get a life, mate. So, um, for those listening, uh, it's been a trying episode for Connor. <laughs> what with the um, these facts and what with the road fact. But I can honestly say, I think the moment Mark started doing the count from Sesame Street's <laughs> laugh was the moment that he just gave up. He thought, you know what? I'm done. Do you know what? I'm done with life. It's one of my favourite podcast recordings we've done and I'm really enjoying it. But I'm just saying, I feel like I'm tripping out on something crazy because the things I'm hearing right now are honestly mental. And I'm actually a bit scared for what Mark's next fact is based on the number one fact he produced today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, those listening, those in attendance, we've done this podcast for almost a year a few facts ago, you heard the shittest fact that we've ever done with Mark and his long road. He needs to make up for it. What are you doing, Mark? <laughs> he ain't making up for it. Uh, humans and apes share many similarities, including the fact that both humans and apes go through midlife crisis. Okay, right, right. What, what is a human? A human's midlife crisis is is typically to um, teeth whitening, have an affair, get a, teeth whitening, get a speedy car. What what what's an ape's? I mean, an ape isn't quite doing that. It's more just that it's shown through their mental, uh, through their mental well-being during that point, and they just generally get kind of go through life happy. Then they hit midlife, like a lot of us do, uh, get really sad for a period of time, and then get old again and go. Oh, I guess it's not all that bad, and get better. So the exact same process that we go through. However, we have a way of expressing it by buying the cars, having the affairs, and generally getting a crap haircut. Connor's got there early. Uh, whereas apes just go through it in life but have no way to express it in the same way. You see, uh, I if you had told me that, well, yeah, if you had told me the ape bought like a smart car or something, then yeah, I'm on board. But just telling me that an ape has like a shit year. Like Dan, like, <laughs> Dan, where are we? I feel, yeah, if, if the ape was doing like, mental stuff with bananas although we we've heard before that they don't eat them in the wild like if an if an ape was like like starting proper fights and like chucking shit even more than he normally does and just like trying to have it off of all the women in the zoo i'd be on board but and i know that we ragged on you for the the road fact <laughs> but um i'm a bit disappointed with the uh the the, the 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 paragraph after the headline i'll be honest like yeah they've uh, they have a little bit of a dip oh yeah no i'm a bit sad but like, like we've said this on the podcast before um, I'm, I'm keen to make this quite an open, open house for facts that we, you know what, bring anything you can find. Sometimes it is quite tough to find three completely random facts that are interesting every week. And I know you've struggled this week, Mark. Um, but it, it needs to like, and we have to accept on every podcast that some are going to be great and some are going to be facts about apes that rather have a bit of a shit here. Mark, qu- question. Do, <laughs> yeah. do, do you, do you think looking at this fact though, and this is all jokes aside, do you think that what it is is they've noticed that there is a dip in the ape's life of, as such and they've made it sound fun by relating that to a midlife crisis that's in a human? Very good I mean? question from you there, Colin. Like, as in they've, they've, Very good question. Yeah, they've, they've made the comparison to make it more of a thing as opposed to the ape just has a bit of a downtime. I don't know, you know? No, I, I, I think scientifically they're practically the same thing. Just the difference is, is that we have a way of going and dealing with it because rather than just sitting there and being sad you go and make different life choices because you go 
oh, well, my life is crap now, so I'm going to go do this and this and this because that will cheer me up. Whereas apes just don't have the ability to do that. So no, scientifically, it's exactly the same thing. But, but surely a, a human midlife crisis is mostly brought on because of uh, wanton youth, uh, because you feel like you could have done better with your station. Maybe you picked the wrong partner. Maybe you picked the wrong career. Like, what fucking choices does an ape have? You know what I mean? Like, what has he got to be miserable about? He's doing the same thing every day, all the time, probably in a zoo somewhere. He has a little play with himself in front of people. Normally, that's what they do. Like, I don't know what they've got to be miserable about. I mean, they still make life choices. Maybe they chose the wrong partner. Maybe they ate the wrong banana one day. Who knows? This message comes with a trigger warning. We're all about amazing facts, which are complete nonsense here on Baffled. But one fact which isn't nonsense is that one in five women and one in six men in the UK have been sexually abused. We've teamed up with the Ministry of Justice for their It Still Matters campaign to raise awareness for the support available for victims and survivors of sexual violence and sexual abuse. Remember, as a victim, you are entitled to support whenever the abuse took place and whether you report the crime or not. Visit gov.uk forward slash sexual abuse support to see the support on offer. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, it still matters. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many thanks to Pete. Uh, over in the States who got in touch at info at baffledpod.com suggesting that he wanted Connor to explain uh, the Mardi Gras uh, carnival celebration from last week for Friday's episode of Connor Explains. Uh, If you've listened, thank you very much. If you've not, make sure you're subscribed so they automatically download. Uh, Connor, in the the ranks of facts and things that you've had to discover and things that you've had to explain. Uh, did you, how was Mardi Gras? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, loved it. It opened my eyes to something that I'm definitely going to be celebrating every single year going forward in life. Um, yeah, it was basically Mardi Gras. If, you, if you've not listened, is just a, a big old Tuesday where everyone gets fat. You can learn more about that uh, in the brand new episode of Connor Explains. And we would love to hear the things that you would like Connor to explain, please. Info at baffledpod.com for that. Hit us up with an email. Get Connor to do some work. Connor, what's your third and final fact of the show? This is one of those facts that... And I always find um, that with famous people, it's always a, oh, of course it did. And this is that. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, 
he bought a ticket to LA with no contacts. It was a one-way ticket to LA, that typical kind of make it in music story. One-way ticket to LA, knew no one. He was spotted by Jamie Foxx, who offered him the use of his recording studio and a couch in his Hollywood home for six weeks. And that was one of the main things that pushed Ed Sheeran into fame. Of course it happened. Yeah, I... Now, without wanting to get too serious and break this down, like, these things do happen. Like, if these things didn't happen, then, you know, people might not be famous or... or uh, you know, when, when when you see someone and there's a coincidence and you know, and people go, oh, I can't believe that's happened. Well, of course it's happened. These things are going to happen all the time. Like, that's what drives, that's what leads people to these successes. A lot of different, some might say luck, but it's just, you know, it's a classic, isn't it? Cliche of putting yourself in the right situation. But, you know, he's flown over to LA. He's done the gig. It just so happens that Jamie Foxx was there. La, 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 la. This is kind of how these things work, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's just, when it, I think whenever you hear it with, like, super successful people, it's sort of one of those scenarios where you're like, you know, like, just mental, isn't it? But it's because you're hearing the story and you're seeing the success at the same time. But um, you just sit there, don't you, and you're like, of course he bloody did. Of course he done a gig. And of course it was Jamie Foxx who was sitting there or whatever it was like. And of course he offered him a couch. And of course he offered him the recording studio. It all just works out perfectly. But we also forget maybe the five, six, seven years of graft and and sweat and blood that he put into getting that opportunity. Of, so Bill Gates, of, of for instance, Bill luck, Gates, you know, but... Bill Gates spent um, uh, just through luck of schooling and, and where he ended up living. He went to one of the only uh, schools at the time that had uh, a computer that was powerful enough for him to just play with. Like no other schools had it. He had that computer. Uh, he ended up getting a job doing coding just because it was one of the only jobs that he could get. He was born at the specific right time so he could use his immense computing knowledge to be one of the first people to kind of build these things. Like success is is more, um, it's not it's not always that you make your own luck. It's that you end up in these situations to do what really what you want to do. Like I think I read somewhere that uh, a high proportion of the, the 15 most richest people in history uh, were born within like 30 years of each other uh, because they were the first people to, to build American railroads. So they made loads and loads of money. That's not like, that's not anything they've worked, you know, it's, it's just kind of the luck of their birth, for instance. And yeah. So here's my, here's my, yeah, very true. And here's my question to you two. Number one, when are we going to get a ticket one way to LA and go and conquer the podcast world in the States? And number two, Dan, I'll ask you first. Whose couch would you want to be on? <laughs> I mean, I, I would go Jamie Foxx because clearly he's friendly to gingers. So, And have you seen pictures of young Ed Sheeran? By the way, by the way, you've done... You, you, yeah, I mean, if he can glow up into Ed Sheeran, there is there is still hope for a young Mark Heads, believe me. Um, I, don't, I don't know who... I, I was like just her. waiting to um, see where that sentence was going and that was exactly where I wanted it to go. Love that. Um, I think if I, if I could pick a couch, it would probably be uh, Lisa Ann. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, why would it not be? I mean, come on, we're three guys. We're in a porn star's house and we get to see her walking around. It's literally the ideal situation. Can you imagine what we'd be talking about oh, on the podcast? Such a lad, mate. Like, such a lad. You, oh, yeah. My God. yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I don't know about that. I would no. I would like to spend it on 
someone who's got a really comfy couch. Let me come back to you next week. I'm going to research which Hollywood star has got the comfiest couch. In the night. If, I'm, if I'm going to have to spend a night on a couch, it might as well be a bloody lovely one. Right, time for my third fact of the show. A Swedish woman found the ring that she had lost 16 years ago while baking on the end of a carrot in her garden. It grew with a fresh carrot. What? No, she must have have dropped it. Yeah, she must have dropped it gardening. And then... No, 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 no. No, no, no. What she thinks happened is while she was doing the baking, uh, she was peeling vegetables in her kitchen... Her ring slipped off into the vegetable peeling. She put it in the compost bin. The compost went into the soil. A new carrot grew through the skins which she had discarded. And the new carrot grew snugly with the ring on it. I mean, that's amazing. It's like 16 years later, just finding this this ring that you think you've lost on the end of a carrot at the end of your garden. Fantastic news for this woman. Uh, Lena Palson, that's her name. Well done to you. She lost the ring in 1995. She found it again in 2011. Well done. I love that. That that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the feeling? Or like, I don't. I'd, I'd think somebody was having me on. Like I'd think like my husband maybe took it 16 years ago and then put it there as like I don't know. But you would never believe that. I can imagine it as well. Like wedged on the carrot. You can imagine what it would look like. That must be absolutely crazy. Is there a picture of it, Dan? Uh, no, I could not find any picture of the ring. Ah. This was 10 years ago, so camera phones weren't as kind of ubiquitous. Maybe no one... Um, you have to go and get the old... Maybe she just couldn't be yeah, asked. the old uh, point and shoot. No time for that. Yeah. No, no, no. Maybe she just did what everyone did before the iPhone and just told people about yeah, things. Yeah, just had and a memory. Went, oh, that's really and, cool. And now in our modern yeah. day... Let's describe like, something, shall we? Now in our modern day, it's like, have you got a picture? No, yeah, it didn't happen then, mate. I'm wondering if in like... Uh, like four years time or something whether anyone will actually be able to describe anything using words hey did you see that sunrise last night yeah no what was it like it um, like i just haven't got the words um so there there you go carrot in a garden ring on it mark if you like it then oh there there must be a pun in if you is there a vegetable pun if you like it then you could put a ring on it oh fuck's sake should have thought of that uh mark what's your third fact an eagle bankrupted a research group that was work at the King. Oh, I'm going to start that again. Oh, he's just so funny. He's got me up. Oh, this is all going well uh, today. Uh, uh, Ryan, who was, who was the one that we nipped in the bud last week? Was it Connor? Connor, you gave your first line last week and then we said no more. I tell you what. No, that was me. I think this that might be me. the no, first. it was Mark. It was Mark think... again last week. <laughs> But that was because it was a good fact. I think this might be the last, the first baffled podcast in a year where we actually only have eight facts. I think I think Mark's given up the ghost. I think I think he's lost it. Do you know what, I Mark? Just, I just don't think. It, Do you know what, Mark? He got because halfway through and he Mark. he started second guessing himself. It was like a it was like a striker <laughs> yeah, running up to take like a to. penalty and just thought, you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't lift my leg anymore. Do you know what? Do you know what? We've got to him, okay? And and this this episode's got to him, Mark. I tell you what to do, right? Because. I value you and we value you. Take take a second. Think about this fact as well. Is it gonna I'd, make I'd say you take look, the week? Is it gonna make you look any better today than <laughs> what you do already, or is it gonna worsen you? Or, uh, I'd say take the week, mate. I reckon he needs a he needs a break. Right. Ready, Mark? Thanks. Go. I'm ready. An eagle bankrupted a scientific study. Okay, so uh the Russian Raptor Research and Conservation Network decided to do a bit of research on where eagles flew to. So they strapped some devices onto them and decided that basically wherever it was, it would send SMS texts 
back to the science place. What they didn't account for is just quite how many places it would go through with sky-high data roaming costs. This eagle flew to Iran. It sent hundreds of text messages, each worth about 77 cents, wiped the whole budget from the research study, and the study had to shut down. Right. Yeah, I tell you what, you, you've pulled it out of the bag. You have pulled it yeah, out of the bag. Well I'll tell you what, Mark. I, I, I know. Do you know what? I'm going to give you one of these because to go from the first two that you've done and pull yourself back with this one, it's, it's hard to do, and you've done that, mate. That is a cracking fact. I like that one a lot. Yeah. He has, he has done it well, isn't it? He? he served yeah. a sloppy starter, a putrid main, but it's a blood, it's a bloody lovely ghetto I, at the end, isn't it? And what it's, done well. what it's left in my head is a is a great great vision of these people sitting down, looking at the paperwork or looking at the bill, and just being like, "Oh, <laughs> and there's nothing they can do. Oh no, there is nothing they can. They, do. It's not like they can sit <laughs> down with the eagle and be like, what, what are you doing? It's a fucking eagle, like." <laughs> Look, yeah, just, just eagle, get the eagle look in the room and go. You've got, you've got to control this. All right, yeah, it's yeah, look at the spreadsheet. To fly look off. at, look at the spreadsheet. We're over budget. Look, these, look, that arrow is red. <laughs> look, that arrow needs to be green. It needs to go up. Spent. This is what they've spent. Here's the average, and here's you. Here's you. Is that acceptable? Is it? Is it? I, I tell you what. I tell you what. Some podcasts out there. Uh, and like are meant to be a really incredible triumphant hero story where someone uh, goes from weakness to strength. We don't even do that, and we've delivered that for you this week. You have seen the the fall and then the rise of one fact giver. Uh, this will be the episode that Mark found himself. And that is it for this week's Baffled. What have we learned this week? Uh, there is a man somewhere who hates Dan Radcliffe's eyes. Uh, also, if you want a Guinness World Record... Just chuck some soft toys at someone like Mark for a few minutes. Don't bother counting for three months. Uh, and also, we've learned that the longest road in history is 48,000 kilometers, and it stretches across the entire length of America. It starts in Canada, it goes to the US, then Nicaragua. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, info at baffledpod.com if you want to suggest something for Connor to explain to you this Friday. Get subscribed, and we will see you then. Say goodbye, Mark. See you later. Uh, say goodbye, Connor. See you later. I will see you later too. I'm going to go and find Jamie Fox. Fourth take for that, by the way, just to let you in behind the curtain. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.